Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm so glad you're with us today. This is a very special, special Seek Reality. When I first set out at the end of the 60s, believe it or not, to try to figure out what happens at and after death, I was alone. I was the only one I knew who had such a basically you know, nutty hobby, and that remained true for decades. I never talked about it. There was no one to whom I could talk about it. I was married in 1972, became a Catholic to please my husband, lived for another 25 years as a devoted wife, mother, devout Catholic, and full-time practicing small business attorney. All of that by day. By night, I still was super researcher. But even my husband didn't know what I was doing. It was amazing or what I was learning. And then I came across a number of living researchers, just a few Victor Zamet, Michael Tim, of course, I never dared reach out to them, but I knew there were other people who were doing this work. It wasn't until 2008 that I first met a real kindred spirit. I found, just after it was published, I found Your Eternal Self. And I was amazed by it. I was thrilled by it. I had bought, I must have bought dozens of copies, you know, regular copies of this book just to give out to people because for a long time I was doing that. To anyone who would take it, I would give the book. And I wrote a fan letter to Dr. R. Craig Hogan. And when we became sort of pen pals, I invited him. This was, of course, back when you were pen pals rather than that's so much uh, on the internet. I invited him to come to Austin. And to speak. We got to know one another then, and frankly, he has been my special dear friend ever since. It was Craig who first put it into my mind that I knew enough that I ought to write a book. And the result two years later was the fun of dying. Find out what really happens next. Every step of the way for the past almost 15 years, Craig Hogan has been my guide and my lodestar. He's the most spiritually advanced being I ever have known who's currently incarnated. And he is a guide and a role model for so many people, not just me. Among the many things about him that I find surprising is that sometimes people will email both him and, and me and they'll send me Uh, what he said, and he answered all their questions so much better than I ever could, so I I don't even try to compete. I know you're going to share my delight when I tell you that our guest today, for the 30th time in our eight years of Seek Reality programs, is Dr. R. Craig Hogan. He's the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, which we call AREI, which is becoming more and more prominent now. He has written a truly spectacular book. I mean, he's written several great books, but this one, I I told him just before we went on, I don't feel actually worthy to interview him. That's how good this book is, how far above my understanding it is. And yet I know he's right about all of this. Craig, welcome. I am so thrilled to have you here 30 times. Can you believe that? Yeah, 30 times. So we have to double that. So we'll we'll manage to get to 60, but it's always a thrill. It's always a thrill. I love being on with you. <laughs> you are so sweet. Isn't he sweet, everyone? I mean, and this is how he is to, as a be, to be a friend, too. No matter what goes wrong, he's fine. He is the same stable person no matter what. And I think that makes him a lodestar for me as much as anything does because things do go wrong. And I'm a little more flighty than that. So uh, he keeps me grounded. He keeps me solid. And he's been especially, especially productive Craig, I don't know how you've gotten through the last 12 months. 
Mm-hmm. Craig has written he he rewrote um, Your Eternal Self, and that's was already a great book. And and of course the rewrite's even much better. We've we've learned a lot in the last twelve years. He also has written three other books. I guess the fourth is not quite out, but we've, we've talked about the second. Now we're going to start to talk about the third, not necessarily in order you should read them, but in the order in which he wrote them. And this one, between you and me, I think it's going to take us four or five interviews to even do it begin to do, to do it justice. The, this he, he, he doesn't believe in short titles. He says if you're going to have a title, you may as well have a really good long title. And so all of his titles are long. This one is called The Reason Why Things Happen. Say the whole title because I don't have it in front of me. The Reason Why Things Happen to You During This Life and the Next Life. Okay, well, see, isn't that long, everyone? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he, he means exactly that. And the, the, the subhead is as told by people who really know who are actually there. And this mm-hmm. book is full of, of, of the, the guidance and the, the wisdom of people who are speaking to us. Uh, from, they, they no longer have, are in bodies. In some cases, they haven't been in bodies for a very long time. And they're, they're speaking in ways that it's incontrovertibly true. And they're telling us all the same things. You can tell I'm excited about this book. I don't think I've ever been so excited about a book that I've read. Um, and I've only managed to get through 100 pages of it. It's a very long book. We're going to talk about it in at least three segments. We're, today we're going to talk about what Craig calls Earth School. I've been calling it a spiritual gym. I've been taking it so lightly because that's sort of the way I am. But he delves into Earth School in such a way that I don't think I'll ever think of it as a gym anymore. It really is a school. He gives you all the information. If you really want to know everything... Think of it this way. Between us, we have two different, totally different ways for you to approach what is the most important information you will ever read. If you are worried about dying, if you are, you know, waiting outside a waiting room and, you know, and your mother is, or someone you love is in the process of transitioning, read The Fun of Dying. You can read it in an evening. And there are books there's a 70 odd book bibliography that you can read later but it's sort of like a really short quick course but if you are interested in really knowing everything why we're here oh by the way the, my correlate to um the the earth school information is uh, the fun of growing forever where i talk about how jesus told us how to make the most of our life on earth another quick read all my books are quick reads but if you want to delve into all this information and know it as we were just telling my engineer my books are first grade third grade they are basic basic books the print is large doesn't take long to read them but with craig's books they delve, and they're, they're easy to understand. He's a good, easy writer, but the information is fantastic. There are 10 pages of endnotes on this book, just it, tiny print endnotes. So I'm, I'm really quite bowled over by it. I think anyone who has any interest in this area has to put this book on your reading list because there is nothing else like it. I, I know pretty much everything that's being published. There are a lot of little piece books, pieces that sort of sections of the information he talks about here. But this is the only one that I have ever seen that gives you all this information together and takes it from the horse's mouth, people who actually know, people who have already transitioned. So with that, what we're going to do today is just start talking about um, 
the Earth the, the Earth School gym. What is it actually? Why first? What's the most important question everyone talks about? Why are we here? Why does the universe exist? What's the point of it all? And Craig Hogan could tell us. And now I'm going to stop talking. I just needed to gush, Craig. I'm sorry about that. But now oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> now it's now it's going to be Craig's turn to talk yeah. about this. Talk, talk, yeah, about, yeah. talk about Earth School. What 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 it what? How do you see it? In in just well, I mean, why are we here? What does Earth School tell us about why we're here? Yeah, well, we're developing, we're growing, and we're growing and humankind is growing. And so we're all growing at, at the same time. And the only way that we can do that is by being in a circumstance in which we're forced to grow. If we weren't forced to grow, we'd have stayed infants. You know, we would have had all of our needs taken care of. We would have just laid around and waited for the next bottle. But we run into <laughs> obstacles and challenges, and and the obstacles and challenges are what take us from being an infant to being a toddler to being a, a five-year-old, a ten-year-old, and, and into our adulthood. It's only because of the fact that we have to encounter these challenges that we grow, we, that we change. And the changes that we can go through, we can only go through in Earth School. Her school is a wonderful place where you can you can be a, a real shyster, you know, you can be somebody who who is a, a gangbanger, or you can be somebody who who loves other people and and wants to do for other people, and all of those choices in between are open to us. So this is the only place where we can be at any level, and then advance to the greatest level that we can go. And as we do that, we are growing ourselves. We are becoming. It's like we're, we're growing a, a, a wonderful plant that, that's going to f- blossom. And so we are growing ourselves, and we're growing humankind. So everything that we do, it, we are helping humankind to change. And eventually then we will all be able to come to a level in which we will be loving and kind and gentle with each other. But we had to go through the growing process to do that. It's not one of those things that that, uh, the universal consciousness could have waved a magic wand and and just given it to us. We have to go through the process of growing. Yeah, the process of growing is very important. And that's the reason why we're here. That's the reason Earth School is a crucible. It it is where the, the heat is on. And uh, we are in this crucible encountering these obstacles and overcoming them and, and enjoy together, enjoying the, the fact that we, we have been together, we have been successful, and eventually we get our reward when we transition away from the Earth School. One of the things that Craig does beautifully, I think, is talk about the fact that there truly is no such thing as basically anything except consciousness that second book that that, that uh, after the one that he wrote that was the second edition of your eternal self was called there there's nothing but mind and experiences and that is literally literally true and in this book it makes perfect sense you begin to see okay so we we could have entered this history at any time we we don't live our lives in order. We already knew that, but we literally don't live them in order. We look at at what is what we can learn in any particular period of human history. Where can we do the most learning? And one of the things he talks about, I think, beautifully, is the fact that if you're alive now, you chose to come in at a time when things are pretty bad, but they're about to get better. 
I mean, I, I would buy the book just for that, to have a good understanding of why you're here, what your purpose is. Many people have come in at this time specifically to help humankind to learn and to grow. I hear from these people all the time. They feel they have a purpose. They're not sure what it is. And I have to tell them, I think you're living it because they'll tell me what they're doing. Not everybody's purpose is going to be by earth, uh, what, tones, by earth uh, standards is going to be a, a big a big life. Not every, But the biggest lives, as Jesus told us, the biggest lives will be will look to us from here to be the littlest lives. There are people doing amazing, wonderful things for other people. And here they won't get any plaudits. There they're going to get a parade, believe it or not, in a statue. There is so much respect and love for people who have devoted their lives to others. And this, I think, shines through his book, the fact that that's how it really works. And there is no whatever how many billions of years old uh, universe. Your mind thinks you're in one, but frankly, uh, there is no such thing. You've come in at this period of time. Everything around you that's happening is for your specific opportunity to learn and grow. Talk about that, Craig, because I thought you did that part so beautifully. Yeah, there there actually is a movement now called the Last Thursday Movement, and it isn't something that, that we subscribe to necessarily, but it, it's an indication of, of the fact that we have chosen to be here at this time. The Last Thursday Movement suggests, well, the whole universe and everything that we are conscious of could have started last Thursday, and right. all of the history and all of the memories and everything could have been given to us at last right. Thursday, but I don't subscribe to that, but it is an indication that we decided at this time we would enter Earth School because we knew what it was going to be like. We had that, that viewpoint from the stratosphere looking down, and we knew what was going to be happening in Earth School. And so we decided, this, well, this is the time I want to be here. And we kind of gritted our teeth, and, and we decided, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm going to go through this. I mean, you know, I'm going to come out the other side, and I'm going to learn so much as I go through this. And, and I'm going to enjoy all the, the sensations, all of the things that happen in Earth School. It's a wonderful time. It's a paradise. We are in the Garden of Eden. Uh, and we just have to take advantage of it and enjoy it. So we decided we wanted to be here during this period of time, and we knew it was going to be a struggle. And for many of us, we actually took on additional burdens because we planned whether we were going to have difficulties or whether we were going to have physical constraints or whether we were going to have any mental constraints. And, and so we planned for these things to happen so that we could go through those activities that would teach us that we would learn, but we had to learn through the School of Hard Knocks. And so this, we thought, oh, this is a cool place to go into. You know, this is going to be hard, and, but it's going to be like boot camp. We're going to go through it, and we're going to come yes. out the other side, and we're going to be really fit and ready. Yeah, what, what if my grandsons went to a military camp, and it was nothing but you know, horrible stuff, um, mm -hmm. you know, doing the, the uh, obstacle courses and all of that. But he came back and he was fit and he thought he had had a great time. Yeah. But while he was going through it, it was pretty awful, as his letters mm -hmm. showed. So that that just that's that's basically what we're all doing. You know, we're 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 kicking ourselves that we chose this because we're having such a bad time. And we forgot all the stuff we knew back when we made the plan. I mean, it's like. You, we get whipsawed by the fact that we have this amnesia. My, my, my guide actually has been frustrated by the fact that I really don't 
get so many of the things that he and I planned beforehand. We were we had it all worked out, and now he has to try to coach me through it because I don't remember any of that. And but that's part of the deal, isn't it? We grow, we learn more if we don't realize that this is just mind and experiences. It really we will take it seriously. I mean, there's real pain here. There's real, you know, financial difficulty and and stress with with illness and and problems with our children on drugs and all the things that that we that we hate about this you know from from period to period we hate about our lives all those things seem real to us and i guess they have to right craig yeah they do and so we stay in our roles as we go through this period of our lives or of our eternal lives and we stay in the roles that we've chosen. And so as we stay in the roles that we've chosen, all of those difficulties come to us. There are difficulties that are made by other people who are in our lives because we planned with them. They were part of the plan. We planned as a group. And so they bring difficulties to us. We bring difficulties to them. And, but when we made the plans, when we were planning with them, we did it all in love. So we we were apologetic and concerned if we had to be uh, so harsh and and difficult to live with, and we say, well, please forgive me for for doing this, and uh, and this is for our own good, and so we're all going to get in this together. Uh, and so when, when we made the plan, we knew these things were going to happen. But as far as suffering is concerned, what suffering is in in our lives in the Earth School. Suffering is not something that is a characteristic of Earth School. It's a characteristic of the people in Earth School. So people do suffering things to other people. People make other people suffer. And we can change that. We can become different with each other. But we have to do that as a society. We have to do that as a humanity. And so part of our role is to help humanity change so that eventually there will be no suffering. And uh, we can do that in our lifetimes for ourselves as individuals. All we have to do is not take life so seriously and understand that everything has an end and there's always a, a challenge and we overcome the challenge and we're rewarded for it. And just look forward to that period after the challenge is over. And everybody around you, each person, no matter how awful they seem, those are all people who are here learning and growing. Now, maybe they're not. Maybe maybe they're getting a gentleman's C or a D, but that's why they're here all the same. And so to, to have compassion for them, we don't know what they're going through, and to have kindness for them no matter what. I think that's where you've shined, frankly, Craig, and all the time I've known you, you've always been kind to people, even people who probably I thought didn't deserve it because I'm not quite as advanced as you are. But but I think that's important for all of us to remember. There there is no, There are no clunkers there are no people who are not going to advance eventually maybe it's harder for us to see it but it's not up to us to see it it's up to us to tend to ourselves but just have compassion as you say for the people around us who are all going through their own their own trials you talk about the future and i wanted to just make sure we mentioned that apparently this is tell us a little about this particular difficult time we're going through We've chosen to be in this time because of the fact that there are the people who are terrorists. There are people who are, cause harm to other people. And those people then, then are causing harm. But, but in the face of that, even in the face of that, what we call suffering, in the, in the face of that harm, we can choose to have 
peace and joy in our own lives. So right. none of this is necessary for us to become upset over. So we encounter these things, and then we have to learn how to be peaceful and joyful in within the circumstances. And one of the problems with the, the um, political correctness movement now is that it's, it's controlling people, forcing them to shut up, not to say things, instead yes. of helping the other people to learn how not to be miffed or not to be upset when people say things because they really don't matter. And, and so we rob people of the opportunity to learn how to do that, how to accept things that other people say and, and not be ruffled by it and, and uh, then to go on and, and have a wonderful relationship with those people who are in, in that way, who are saying the things that are, are upsetting us. But we have to learn how to do that. That's important for us. Another thing you point out is that things like, I mean, many of us are irritated to know that there are people who have billions and billions of dollars and are sitting on that that money and there are other people who can't afford to buy bread and that seems wrong and so some people politically think it's a good idea to try to take from the rich and give to the poor but but you point out that 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 sort of leveling financially is going to be something that will happen naturally as humanity grows spiritually as a unit that we're going to eventually be in a place you say when and it won't be that long. I guess it's like 100, 200 years, some, something from now, when when humanity will naturally, whenever someone doesn't have enough, all of us will be trying to make sure that everybody has enough. Money won't be important to anybody because it really, in fact, is not important. It is um, the biggest when people get there and talk to us from there, and I, I was doing a lot of my reading in the early 20th, 20th century, so some of the people who died were like rubber barons. They had died with a lot of money, and I vividly remember one fellow who had just died was talking to his family through a, a deep trance medium, and he said, I really thought I could do it, but I couldn't do it. I have set myself back so much just by having all that money, and I handled it so badly. Thomas Jefferson felt he just he had handled power badly. He thought he could, and he couldn't do it. He took another lifetime to straighten himself out. I mean, th these things that we think are lucky for some people are just real. It's a life is short, and they're just real obstacles that many people cannot confront. But you say we're going to come to that better day. Talk about that. Yeah, humankind will come to that day, and we can see our model, the role model uh, of those who are living in the life after this life. They are living the kind of life that we can live on, on this plane. The earth plane is a spiritual plane, just as like the next plane is a spiritual plane. Yes. We are going from one spiritual plane to another spiritual plane. It's not that there is this life and then there's an afterlife. It yep. is all one life. We are on a spiritual plane. And what's happening now, all the things that are happening in the next life, in the life after this life, could be happening here. But it's up to us. We're the ones who have to make it happen. And if we do it, then we will have heaven on earth. We will have the peace, love, and joy we should have with each other. But one of the things is, uh, in the next, in the life after this life, People don't have money. There is no money. We Everybody does for other people because they love doing it. Yes. And so you build a house for somebody because you love building a house for them. And they turn around because they, they have other skills. They're gardeners, and so they, they garden for you because they love doing gardening. 
And so everyone does for each other out of love. And the same thing could happen here. There's no reason to have have a barter system in which we 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 have to have money, and, and that money is so important that we we must have it in order to exist. But money is not important. We could be doing things for each other just out of love. And so all the same way that the the Mennonites do when they decide to raise a barn. And they raise a barn, uh, everybody gets together and they all raise that barn and nobody expects compensation from somebody else for the labor that they do. And that's what we should be in all of our lives every day. And we can be that way. It's only a matter of us changing our minds, our our hearts and minds. Uh, You know that uh, Jesus said uh, we must have a metanoia. We must have a change of heart and mind. Yes. And if we have a change of heart and mind, then we can live in heaven on earth. He said that uh, in the Gospel of uh, Thomas, he said uh, that this kingdom of God is spread out upon the face of the earth, and men do not see it. Yes. And the reason is, is we have it here. It is here already. All we have to do is take advantage of it and become part of it. And we just have to t- teach people. We have to help people to come to that point. I think I'm glad you mentioned metanoia. Uh, one of the problems with the with the, the Christian religion is that many of these words were translated from the Greek, and the Greek was a lot closer, I think, to the Aramaic than 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 was the Latin. And this is the, one of the words that they did the worst damage to the the, the early uh, church translators from Greek into Latin. Metanoia means transform your mind, change your mind. Um, but they translated the word as repent. Repent is a fear-based word. Repent is not what Jesus said. He said, transform your mind. That is what he came to teach us to do. And it's not even hard. That's the beauty of it. It's not even hard. It's just that there is no Christian denomination of the 40,000-odd that exists that will talk to you about how important it is to actually do what Jesus said, even though... He said it was important, but again, nobody listens to him. That this is this is something that's one of my gripes, and I know it's one of Greg's gripes too. And we're going to we're going to work on that. Um, it's time for Jesus to be listened to. But thank you for bringing up that word. I think it's very important for people to understand mm-hmm. that wherever it says repent in, in the in the New Testament, what it really means is transform your mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Transform your your heart and your mind. Yep. So it wasn't repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was. Have a change of heart and mind. That's right. Because the kingdom yes. of heaven is here. Yes. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. I just oh, that I is love wonderful. knowing this wonderful. stuff. The more we learn, yeah. the more wonderful it seems. Mm-hmm. One of the things you talk about is the reasons why we come to Earth School, um, and there were there were sixteen of them, and I thought that they were really profound. And the reason I think they're profound, profound is that, that we we it's easy for us to say it's Earth School. You know, we, we come to Earth School to learn. That's why the universe exists. All of that is true. But what are, what did we come to learn? Do you have that list I have in front of me? Um, I think it's let's, – let's think about these reasons. Mm-hmm. The first one that, that he gives is experience the feeling of being loved. That's why you come. And it is a feeling. If you, it, he, As he points out, if, if young children don't feel loved, they grow up – much poorer spiritually and they never really really get it so that's important develop a nature that loves others and desires to express it that's another important thing which children have to learn in childhood 
The third one is develop a compassionate nature. We think of compassion as a natural instinct, but it's not. Learning to feel for other people, learning to put yourself into their shoes, learning to, to, to have you know your heart touched by someone else's problems, we learn that here. We come to help humankind live together in love, peace, and joy. If you get up every morning thinking that you want to make the world a more loving place, you are helping to transform it in an amazingly concrete way. We come to learn how to do that. Oh, learn lessons that give us more knowledge, wisdom, tolerance, trust, and other traits that we desire. Knowledge, wisdom, tolerance, trust, and other traits that we desire. What the problem with our normal lives, the lives we live in eternity, is that there's nothing there to teach us any of this. It's as if that we already know it, but we don't. It's like lying around on a couch all day eating grapes. That's what it's like compared to what it's like to live here. And sooner or later, we realize we really want to grow. We want to learn these things. Learn that we are spiritual beings who do not die. That is a very important concept, which science and religions fight. They don't want us to know these things because between you and me, when you really get that you will never die, you will never fear anything else again, and all of these human institutions lose all their power over you. Learn to accept others without judgment. That is extremely important. Jesus talked about it. It's essential for us to get to the point where no matter what people do to us or to people we love, we will not judge them. Learn to feel happy with no reason for it. Believe it or not, if you are happy with no reason, if you can get to that point, it won't matter what happens around you because you're always happy. You're at peace in your heart and you can get there. It's just something that we have to learn and that's why we come to Earth School. Enjoy the pleasure of joyful experiences. I mean, hold a baby in your arms. All the things that that are, that are heights of, of spiritual uh, it, it, it thrills all of the greatest most wonderful feelings you came to experience those because you can't experience them where you normally are feel competent and capable in endeavors that bring us bliss i have to tell you um i get bliss from my work i get bliss from this work for you all and and notice how i say you all now that i'm a texan i get i get bliss from this but i also get bliss from the legal work that I do for people. I, I can't begin to tell you that is wonderful. And I didn't always feel that way. I've learned it here. Become self-determined. There are only four more. Become self-determined, confident, independent, and capable of making choices. Self-determined, confident, independent, and capable of making choices. That sounds, those sound like bland words, but those are all powerful, important words. I think, frankly, between you and me, Craig, this list is enough for people to buy this book and, and just see them and see where we are on the list have clear goals striving to achieve them and enjoying the success of them the goals the things you achieve the more it's about you the less it's going to be about all the things that are worthwhile about coming to the earth enjoy the central experiences available to us in earth school you, well there are a lot of them i mean one thing we don't do in the afterlife is eat and so you know we have a good have a good meal but but have a really good meal don't eat you know whatever uh, happens to come to hand finally come to trust the support and guidance given to us by guides helpers and loved ones in the life after this life and that's another thing which is really i think important before i understood just how deep the help 
help and support is of people not now in bodies. I lived a much poorer life, and I know, Craig, you probably did too, if there was a time when you really didn't know it for sure. But where where did this list come from? Because I think it's absolute brilliance. I never could have written this list. Where did it come from? Well, it came from just looking at our lives and saying, no, uh, what is it that that is meaningful to us? What is it that we that we enjoy, that we drive for, we really want to happen in our, in our lives. And if you look at what you really would love to happen, have in your life, what your life would be like, then you t- it turns out that those are the things that we're intended yes. to achieve. Uh, and so all you have to do is say, what is it that makes me happy? What is it that gives me bliss? Uh, you know, I love being loved. I love loving other people. And so as a result of that, then we can say, yes, that must be why we're here. Yes. So you just take a look at all of those things that, that are important to you that you would love to have. Now, if we, if we all had those things, if we were all achieving those goals in our lives, then we would live on heaven, in heaven and on earth. And there's no reason why we can't. It's entirely mental. It's entirely our attitude. And so we can. Uh, there's nothing in earth school that is intolerant and judgmental and harsh and cruel that's not earth school that's the people who are in earth school and so we can change ourselves to be that person we want to be you cannot control any other person not a spouse or a child not a friend not a politician you can't control anybody else but you can control yourself and the the miracle of that is when you truly are growing yourself using the opportunities here to grow beyond earth school um, it won't matter what other people do you can't control them but it doesn't matter because you can control who you are and what you do and that to me is the great power the fact that nothing anyone does to you can change who you are and and i just love that list frankly um i i sort of cut it out and or, or printed it out rather and and hung it up i think it's very important to know why we're here because every day that passes is a precious precious opportunity to learn these things from all the daily encounters we have and our guides help us when we're sleeping and during other times when they counsel us they help us to find these opportunities where we can learn these lessons one of the great powerful things that's in this book is the fact that when your heart is pure and you have the the power to make your heart pure you have the power to turn away from just from just cheap satisfactions and go go for deeper deeper knowledge and growth and when you're doing that you attract all kinds of powerful positive spiritual help Anyway, I just love this book. I, I told Craig I, I cannot adequately explain to you just how good the book is and how much sooner or later I think you will find you have to read this book in order for you really to grow as you need to grow. What what did, what do you most want people to take from it? I mean, because I've only actually read the first 100 pages because of work I was doing on other things. But anyway, we'll, we, have, we will not even finish talking about the 100 pages I read. But, but what – did you – how did you envision people using this book? Yeah, more than anything, people need to realize that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience together. That we're in this, we planned on being in this together, we plan the things that are happening to us, and as we go through them, we don't need to get upset about them. We don't need to make them dominate our lives. There's no reason for any negative emotions to dominate our lives. We make that choice. So, in other words, we make ourselves angry, and we make ourselves upset, and we make ourselves discontent, and 
it's what we're doing to ourselves. And if we make the choice not to, if we make the choice to overcome that and grow from it, then we can allow things to just like a water off of a duck's back. It just flows over us and doesn't affect us, and, and we can live our lives differently. We have the capability of doing that. We were given that, and we're given guidance. So there are always all day long we're getting guidance from our guides from people who love us on the other side from the helpers who are working with us and from our souls our our souls are instrumental in working with us as we go through this because our souls are are they have the big picture our souls are what, what actually planned this life Yes. And so our souls then intervene. They will come in and they will they will boost us. They will give us opportunities. They will make things happen. And all we have to do then is live life, enjoy in peace, follow our bliss to be what, what we want to be. And they will guide us into what will be beneficial for us. We don't need to feel like it, that uh, we're being we're victimized. We're never being victimized. We make ourselves a victim. And uh, so all we have true. to do is is to uh, is to grow out of that and grow into being satisfied with who we are and what we have. That is all so true. What wisdom! And th- anyone who is, and if you're not a Christian, I'm sorry to talk about Jesus a lot, but Jesus wasn't a Christian either. Jesus is a secular figure. Um, he came. I think there's strong evidence he came to get us, help us grow beyond all religions and learn to relate to uh, the, 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 the spirit, which is really what all, is the only thing that exists, what we experience as consciousness, and we are all part of the same consciousness. He wanted us to get to that point, but of course, unfortunately, he was captured by a religion that, that turned him into a sacrifice, which he was not. But anyway, whether you're a Christian or not, Jesus told us the most important thing we can do is learn to forgive. He didn't Yes, yes, love, of course, love, but forgive is is the hard part. And that's really what you're saying, Craig. Whatever happens to you is an opportunity for, to forgive. Yeah, um, if, we, if, yeah if, if we think of, of what happens with us, with other people, we can go towards another person or we can shrink back from another person. Right. And all we have to do is to, to realize that what we should be doing all of the time is going towards and if we if we look at ourselves and what we're doing, if we say, you know, I did that and I was shrinking back, I did that and I, I got angry so that I could shrink back and 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 I could make them out to be the villains. Yes. And then that, but if we don't, if we look at everything and say, how am I moving forward? How am I moving toward that person? I'm moving forward by saying I'm sorry. You know, I'm moving forward by saying I love you. Moving forward by saying I'm, I'm not a victim and and, uh, and I appreciate what you do and the way that you do it, and so we move forward in that way. That doesn't mean that we we become rag dolls. No. So we don't just take everything that, that's given to us, but we can we we can set up the the fences. You know, uh, good fences uh, make good neighbors. We yes. can set up good fences between ourselves and other people to say this is not an area that i want to go to but i love you and uh and and this is uh, we will find our way in other areas uh or if somebody's abusive then we don't need to stay in that relationship and somehow make them different you know it isn't our our job to make people anything and we can't expect them to be anything so if we if we're relying upon other people changing or other people doing things for us then we will always be disappointed and we will not grow through that we have to grow to be self-reliant 
self-confidence, and then enjoy the, the, the wonderful rewards of that. Yeah, the, I, I think that it's important for people to understand that forgiveness doesn't mean you have to let yourself be a victim. You don't. Everyone that I know who is of a higher vibrational level, if someone does something, and even if people are, are sort of toxic in some way, they're always angry or always cranky or something, we forgive and we withdraw. And I learned that from people like you, Craig. Um, you don't have to stay in that in the presence of people who are toxic. And in fact, it, it makes you feel literally as if you're being singed. You know, you, you, you forgive, you bless, and then you leave as you can. And that's what everybody does who's, who's more advanced spiritually. And you'll find that the power to just withdraw makes it much easier to forgive. Because forgiveness is really the gift you give to yourself anyway. But that's something we should talk about more on Seek Reality. Because forgiveness is the single most important gift you can give to yourself in your life. It frees you in so many ways. And love comes naturally. When you, when you forgive, you just rise as a bubble rises through water. It's a natural, natural thing to love. And forgiveness is what holds us back, the, the lack of forgiveness. So, all right, we're, we're getting toward the end of our time, and we haven't even talked. I wanted to talk about Earthbounds. Everyone, next time Craig comes, we're going to be talking a lot about the spirits. Jesus cast demons out. There was, there was a long period when I was reading the Gospels every night and reading, reading other parts of the Bible every night when I thought that was one thing that was obviously ridiculous because there's no such thing as demons. Well, there is no such thing as an, as an organized devil, but believe me, there are all kinds of beings, not in bodies, and Jesus was doing a very important task, which we will learn to do as well, and some people already know how to do it and we're there's so much we have to say about the spirits that cause so much harm in this world some of them without even realizing they're doing it so that's a, that's a preview of coming attractions but meanwhile what do you want people most to take away would you want them to take away the the, the fact that this is a whole lot more serious than they had realized that this isn't just a lark for a few years and you know get as much as you can and then you're going to die anyway what what do you how do you hope people are going to really take this information as they as they gather it and they will yeah uh, life should be much more enjoyable and should be much easier than people make it yes. so we we make life hard we make life intolerant we make life into something which is harsh and and unfortunate we make suffering Humankind makes suffering. Suffering yes. is not a part yes. of Earth School. It is not woven into the fabric of Earth School. Yes. So their evil and, and suffering are not things that that, uh, that somehow a God does to us. It's something that humankind is doing to each other. And so our role then in this is to take humankind as far as we can go within this lifetime. And that means taking ourselves forward. Yes. And as we grow forward and we go into our lives and we learn and we, and we become all we can become, we're advancing humankind. And at the same time, it, it really is demonstrable in, within our circle, within the people around us. So we immediately have an effect upon them. When they see whom we are, when they see that we are loving and kind and, and that we do forgive and, and that we don't make ourselves upset over things that they do, that becomes a model for them and, and it helps yes. them to grow closer to us. And, and then they can start coming towards us. So if we start keep going towards them, if everything we do, everything we think is towards 
the other person. And they eventually will do the same thing, and they will come towards us because they, they will come to trust us. They'll realize that we're not going to be somebody who says anything mean or nasty about them or to them. And so that makes a difference. People change. And as a result of that, then we are changing our circle as well as changing ourselves. Wow. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. All right. So one of the things that's, that I like best about this book is the fact that it's full of information from people not now in bodies. And are, are people who haven't bought the book able to go to the website where all of that information is? The, the book you mean? Yeah, I mean, the Earth School Answers, is that, is that an open Oh, Earth School Answers, yeah. If, if, uh, the Earth, this book has links to videos and audios that are online that people can listen to, and they can actually hear the people whom I'm, I'm quoting. Uh, yes. They can actually see them and hear them. Uh, and so they can go to that website, though, anytime they want to. And if they want to just go through any of the videos and the audios that are on there, they can do that at will. It's called Earth School Answers. EarthSchoolAnswers.com. Yes, wow. I mean, I just seeing all the information that's there, a lot of Leslie Flint recordings, Mm -hmm. which are priceless, um, I I think I'm going to go there and just peruse it, even though I haven't read the whole book. So certainly that's something that will be in the notes so that you'll know where to go to get this information. And also, Mm -hmm. if you want to contact Craig, um, is it just still AfterlifeInstitute.org? Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you can go there, and and uh, anybody can send me an email if they want to and ask questions. Uh, I'd be delighted to answer them. So you can send them to me at r period Craig period Hogan at afterlifeinstitute.org. All right, and that also will be in the in the uh, program notes here, so you don't have to drive okay. off the road trying to write it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have, I'm sorry, come to the end of our time, but we're going to be doing this soon, and we're going to be talking about the demons that Jesus cast out, the earthbounds, and this whole world that influences us so much, maybe the primary cause of mental illness, so many things, and how to avoid becoming that way yourself, and what to do if, you ha- if you're associated with them, how I knew my father was an alcoholic, so many things, I can't wait to talk about it next time. But uh, and plus, after that, we've got two more two more episodes too that we're going to have to do. Just because this is, I think, the best book I've ever seen uh, on these topics, and I want to make sure you get all the goodness out of it as much as I can give to you. Even though it won't be any reading it sooner or later, I think you're going to want to read it. But meanwhile, thank you, Craig. Consider yourself hugged. I'm so glad you were here today. Wonderful. Hug you back. So everyone, meanwhile. Here, um, here comes the end of our of our program together. And um, the most important thing I want you to know is that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get that, it changes everything, everything for the better. Next week, our guest will be Donna Campbell, and she's a motivational speaker and the author of a new book called Financially Fit. She tells us this book is about developing the mindset and the heart set to attract prosperity. So we go from talking about how money doesn't matter to how to attract prosperity, but all of this is spiritual information. We know there's nothing wrong, of course, with being prosperous. We just have to have the right reasons and the right motivation. And Donna Campbell says she's especially driven by her desire in teaching us these things to share her personal heart-centered healing philosophy. 
fascinating woman. I think you're going to enjoy it next time. So please be sure to join us next week. And of course, this week, our guest has been our beautiful, illustrious friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. And this has been his 30th visit. And each time we've talked about something different, which is amazing all by itself. Craig is the leading expert on the death process, the greater reality, all of these topics in the world. He's been on a spirit-driven tear this year with these he rewrote your eternal self and wrote three other books the the final book is going to be one which kind of summarizes uh, the others and so i think it's that's going to be one that we're going to want to really talk about it in, in, in at length as well um but because this is not an area where i'm expert this is an area where i know a lot of the basics i teach the basics He's the expert. He teaches the expertise. And has, as he says, uh, between us, we can cover the field. But it's very important that you understand that this man is the real deal. Um, I have been known him now for almost 15 years and seen him in every possible situation. He is the real deal. And he's someone that you would love to know yourself. So send him an email and, um, and you'll enjoy his answers. They're better than mine, as I say. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and I, we're soon going to come out with The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. But Thomas says it's not quite time yet. For young children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, and you can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com. The adult books are also available as audiobooks. And as you know, if you want to talk about anything at all, have a question, just contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I'll answer every email. Just make sure I have your, your right address because sometimes they bounce and that makes me sad. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, revolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeart, the wonderful Dream Vision 7 network, and just about anywhere that you can find podcasts at this point. Many people tell me that they just listen each week through the Seek Reality app that you can get for free in a variety of places. So you can look for that and then it's even easier. And of course, if you enjoy these weekly conversations, you might also want to work Go come once in a while on Sundays and join the crowd because it's becoming a crowd, which is fun. Um, who read my, my blog post each week? Some people say they do that instead of church. I don't mean to tell people they should necessarily not go to church, but I do mean to tell you that I try to give you spiritual help and a spiritual lesson, and we have a lot of fun talking about all of these these points. So come and do that if you're so inclined. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being. And you, most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.